0: As of recording, we are merely 40 days away from The Last Jedi. It feels like yesterday that we were walking out of The Force Awakens craving more. But also, it feels like the end of a very, very long journey. In this episode, we give some final thoughts before the film's release next month.
1: Welcome to Sky Talkers. Here are your hosts, Charlotte and Caitlin. Hello, and welcome to Sky Talkers. I'm your host Charlotte. Hey,
0: I am your host Caitlin, and welcome to the show.
1: <laughs> yes. So we are recording it this on Saturday, November fourth. So this will come out on November 11th, and I don't know what sort of st- it's. It's like we're kind of in this point where it's like between now and the 11th. Uh, some Star Wars note like. News could come out, and I'm, I'm worried that, like, we're not going to get a chance to talk about it, but I'm excited to talk about The Last Jedi today.
0: Yes. I think we're all excited to talk about The Last Jedi. <laughs> <It's>, yeah.
1: This, <laughs> Always.
0: <laughs> and I, we've said this on a couple of shows, but this, like, next month and a half is just the crunch time and the the apex of what it is to be a Star Wars fan are these yeah. next couple weeks of anticipation and just waiting. Like, we're so close, but we're not there yet.
1: Literally so, so close. close. Uh, um. So, Caitlin, I have a surprise for you. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> okay, well, it's like a small surprise. It was going to be a bigger surprise, but it's a small okay. surprise. Okay. So, did you know that tomorrow, November 5th, is your 12-year anniversary of being a Star Wars fan? Oh, my God, no. Wait, how do you know that? Because I have it in my calendar, obviously. Oh, (laughs) yes.
0: Okay, I remember you putting this in your calendar. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yay, 12 years. 12 years of being a Star Wars fan. Oh, my God. That's so
1: special. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's been a long time. So, here we are. Yeah, 12 years. 12 years ago, didn't think that there would be more Star Wars after Revenge of the Sith. And you know what? Here we are. Wow. Thanks. Thanks
0: for bringing me into this.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. <Into> this, <laughs> that's into what I'm into here for. <laughs>
0: stressful period in my life. Thank you. <laughs> and for being like on pins and needles about Luke Skywalker for the past four years.
1: <laughs> so is this the high of your fandom? Like, has it really only steadily gone up? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the ultimate high was... Seeing The Force Awakens and that moment of
0: like having that experience with you of like waiting in line and like getting there and going to Waffle House to talk about it afterwards and just seeing like a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I was like, oh my God, I am a Star Wars fan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've I've arrived.
0: I'm finally seeing a new Star Wars movie in theaters for the first time, which is crazy because I had been a Star Wars fan for so long, but... Hadn't Mm -hmm. really done that yet. I mean, we saw the Clone Wars in theaters, but again, it was, like, brand
1: new. We kind of knew what the Clone Wars was going to be about. But I'm pumped to talk about The Last Jedi today. Sometimes I get confused about calling The Last Jedi The Last Jedi and not The Force Awakens because (laughs) it's a three-word title. (laughs) And it's, like, it's just confusing to me because that's not the format that we've followed thus far. Um, But I'm just saying... (laughs) And <laughs> Like, kind of trip over my words sometimes. And it's just not familiar yet, because I just don't know anything really about the movie. It's like me calling so. Revenge of the Sith and Return of the Jedi when we can. I oh my God. When
0: I yes. <laughs> uh, but I'm super excited for this episode because, yes, we're going to be talking about the latest teaser for The Last Jedi, but we also have a couple of surprises for the end of the episode, which you might have seen on Charlotte's Twitter the other night. But Charlotte and I found the Google Doc that we kept um, before The Force Awakens came out with all of our weird theories <laughs> that we updated yeah. as the new trailers came out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so like we literally started this Google Doc in 2014, um, right after the Black Friday first teaser trailer came out, mm-hmm. and I was like, we have to write all of our thoughts yeah, down. Yeah, I think there's a note at the top <laughs> gonna... of it that's like,
0: we must write our thoughts down to see if we are right in the future.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I just think, you know what? I feel the same way about this podcast, honestly. Yeah, this podcast, <laughs> this, is, this is why we started a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> our all right, so in part one, we're going to be talking about the latest teaser for The Last Jedi and the Kylo Ren redemption, which Amy wishman Nayland referred to as ren so that's where what I'm doing it, thus far.
0: I, I can't believe we haven't thought of that before.
1: It's over. I know, it's the best.
0: But in part two, we're going to be talking about the marketing
1: of The Last Jedi and what it's trying to tell us. And then in part three, we're going to go through our Google Doc of theories from 2014 and 2015 and also give our predictions for The Last Jedi in terms of plot. Um, so without further ado, let's get started.
0: So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first?
1: So welcome to part one. Um, Caitlin, what was it like to watch this latest teaser trailer? You mean this ambush trailer that just got thrown <laughs> at us? <laughs>
0: Basically, yes. <laughs> I remember uh, you texted me and this guy from college had texted you and was like, I just saw the new trailer. And we were both like, what? What? (laughs) What new trailer? (laughs) And you called me and you're like, he said there's a new trailer. I don't know what new trailer he's talking about. Oh my god, Star Wars posted it on Twitter. Bye. And hung up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just like, it was one of those nights where I was just going to go to bed really early because I was really tired from work. And then I like shot up in bed. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait, what? Luke (laughs) on the Falcon? Yeah. (laughs) So I had to immediately call you before I watched it. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it was, (laughs) and we were both like, the Star Wars show was on today and they, Kathleen Kennedy was on the Star Wars show today and they said nothing.
1: Oh, those, those people. Yeah. So, so the thing is about this teaser, because it's not necessarily a trailer. It's a teaser. It's a TV spot. Like it showed up during the World Series game. And this is the first of many, I think. And it's like this is just the beginning, which is really really exciting. I mean, this one is longer, it's 45 seconds than like usual TV mm-hmm. spots, but um it we're at the very beginning of like the huge onslaught of Star Wars being everywhere and I just can't <laughs> wait. <laughs>
0: No, I'm ready. all I can hear is Ryan and Mark in my head with their hashtag wait for eight and I, I, I almost considered <laughs> for a second I was like I don't think I'm gonna watch this teaser and then that moment passed and I watched it about 17 times <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it's hard to know what to watch and what not to watch because you assume that things coming out on you know the tv are gonna be safe but you also there were so many new images in this in this trailer. Teaser.
1: I know. Like, literally, Luke on the Falcon is a huge spoiler. So big. But, like, at the same time, it's not, like, it's it's not a spoiler if it's, like, official Lucasfilm marketing, but at the same time, it's just, it like, is. a really big... I, I don't know if it's necessarily a plot point, because, like, I think that we can all assume that Luke meets Ray on Octo, right? And then, obviously, Ray came in the Falcon, so if he's having any sort of doubts, like... Or thoughts, he's gonna go visit the Falcon. Like it's that's just like that's happening. Yeah. It's not like we saw him like piloting the Falcon or like leaving Octo or anything. Mm. It's not a huge deal. It's it's just like for us Star Wars fans, it means so much to see Luke on. Yeah, the Falcon. well, it's
0: like the Chewie, we're home moment where you kind of you knew that the Falcon was gonna be in the Force Awakens and Han was in Force Awakens, and so to see them on it together was a huge thing. But it didn't end up being like, a big deal, as far as the plot is yeah. concerned. You know what I mean? Like, it was a plot point, but it wasn't – like, the, the focus of that moment in the film was having Han back on the Falcon, like, that nostalgia factor. Totally. I think we'll see that uh, before. man.
1: For Luke, too, except he looks so sad. <laughs> I know. it's Every image that we see of Luke, which obviously I think is from the first third of the movie, mm-hmm. it is – He's just so distraught and confused and conflicted. And I'm just waiting until we get a smiley look back. Will it happen? I don't know. I don't
0: know either. But
1: but I think, like... The only like the only Luke that we have seen is probably from like the first fifteen minutes of the yeah, movie. I'm sure it is. I would I think I would go as far as say like only the fifteen. Yeah, minutes. yeah.
0: I don't think that's unreasonable considering how he was just completely left out of marketing for the Force Awakens. Um, it makes sense that they're still only giving us little bits and pieces of him in. The Last Jedi because it is go- it, it is it is such a big deal now that he is actually a major part of this film, so you don't want to give away too much. So I think you're I think you're absolutely right. We're still really only seeing a very small part of Luke's journey in The Last Jedi.
1: Yeah, and it's actually like I was just thinking as you were saying that about what we saw of Han in all the Force Awakens marketing, and it was very little. It was probably what was it? Just the Chewie, we're home moment. That right? was
0: definitely the big one. We might have seen him yeah, but- at, on Ma- at Maz's castle, like a couple of seconds there, but I don't think we saw any scenes of him at Starkiller Base.
1: Yeah, like that's that's what's interesting, right? Is that we he was he was actually a big part of that movie, and we didn't really see that in the trailer at all. So it's like you wonder how much of that carries over with characters like Luke and mm-hmm. Leia. Um. Yeah, interesting. It's interesting.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's so interesting. Uh, but what was the what was the thing that stood out to you
1: besides Luke in this trailer? Um, the two things: the new quote of Snoke saying "Darkness rises, and light mm. to meet it." Um, I just think it really plays into uh, we've been talking about balance a lot lately, um, and I think that that just really plays into a lot of thoughts that we've been having and other fans have been having about um, how Kylo Ren and Rey are two halves of a whole. um, And that basically kind of personifies that. Snoke is aware of that. Um, And then also how the TV spot teases that first beginning of the full length, the the first end of the full length trailer. So when Ray says, I need someone to show me my place in all mm. this, but doesn't show Kylo. So <laughs> it just like, it kind of goes back to the conversation of like, is that two scenes put together? Are they just really showing like, is this the truest form of what that scene is? Um, what's the objective of this teaser? If not, because this one wasn't really Kylo Ren heavy. This one was pretty Ray heavy. Like it even ended with Ray above Luke with her lightsaber. Um, I, I, I just wonder, like, what that all means, <laughs> obviously. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, good, good, good end there. I just wonder what it means. Yeah, I think you're right. I, well, I think, I think we can all pretty much agree that that scene with Kylo and Ray from the first trailer is pretty different scenes cut together but the intention behind that scene will be present somewhere in the last jedi of them coming together um just not in the way it was shown in the first trailer Uh, i think the things that stood out to me aside from luke in this trailer really was crate and finn it yeah, I know. Weird. <laughs> Again, I'm just like I'm blown away by the cinematography in this in this film that I think we're gonna get so far. Um, like the Falcon flying through Crate was just the coolest scene. I cannot wait to explore Crate. I think it's gonna be amazing. And also Me seeing too. Finn in a different scene besides his scene with Phasma um, was really fun. And seeing him in I don't know what ship. But he was in a ship, he was piloting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was not our strong point. <laughs> not our strong point. Um, I don't. Th- I don't think we even saw enough of the ship to really. Even if we had, even if we knew the Star Wars ships, um, I don't know if there was enough scene of it. But yeah, those were aside from Luke, and I think you're right. The the Snoke piece that I think is probably the most interesting, honestly, of the the Dark Rising and the Light to meet it. Because it sounds like you have dark side Kylo, light side Ray, of what we know of Ray so far as light side um, coming together, perhaps to create this new understanding of the force where it isn't just explicitly light and explicitly dark. And they're kind of the key to telling the galaxy, like, hey, you don't have to be just dark side or just light side. Um,
1: you can be somewhere in the middle. Yes. So how does that how does that play into the Kylo Ren redemption?
0: Oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's talking about, or maybe alluding to. I mean, you kind of see it in Rebels, right? This idea that. You're know you not just one thing all the time, and people aren't black and white. You have to be able to imagine people complexly in the Star Wars galaxy as well as our own galaxy, too. Nothing is black and white, kind of how the original trilogy portrays it, a little bit more heavy-handed. And I think that this movie and this sequel trilogy is going to go against that um, and show Mm -hmm. that just because you do a bad thing – doesn't mean you are a bad person. And I don't want to trivialize, uh, belittle. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to belittle, obviously, Kylo murdering Han Solo. That's not what I mean. But I think in kind of a more simplistic terms, in layman's terms, it's like just because you do a bad thing doesn't make you a bad person. Um, Obviously, there'll be a lot more steps for Kylo to atone and be redeemed. But I think when you boil it down, it's that idea.
1: I agree. I agree. <clears throat> you know, there's been a lot of discussions on Twitter about what it means. I think that generally, which is interesting to me, generally there's been this shift in fandom where people are accepting the Kylo Ren redemption, the redemption,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Um, But have very concerning questions about how it's going to be handled in the film, which is, it, it's fine. Mm. I'm, I welcome those kind of questions because I think that we actually kind of need to address them. Like, what steps is, are, are, is Kylo going to have to take, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And as an audience, how are we going to accept those? I don't know. I think that if they don't kill Kylo when he becomes redeemed, they open up a whole can of worms and uh, but like actually interesting things to deal with. And I hope that they kind of go down those steps and show atonement and how all these different ways that Kylo has to pay for his sins. um, Yeah, exactly. Somehow.
0: I hate the idea that the only way Kylo could truly be redeemed and that it would be okay for audiences is if he died in the end.
1: I know. It feels unfair. It feels
0: unfair, and it it feels – it's like an easy way out. You don't have to deal – it's like the right – you wouldn't have to deal with the repercussions of him – Um, coming back into the Skywalker family, and how what those dynamics look like after all that he's done. You just kind of get to be like, oh, he died, but he died a good man, I guess. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like Anakin. I mean, that's, that's really the criticism of Anakin, right? Is like, he, or Vader, he died and like all you really saw of him was like this basically this one true good deed to save his son mm-hmm. um and sacrifice himself and i mean that's a it was beautiful and an amazing ending to the saga but it does kind of open a lot of questions that i think novels like blood, bloodline and i honestly think like we're going to see more of this like questioning throughout the galaxy um once this movie is out we're going to i think that time period will be filled in a little bit more um about like what does luke really think what does leia what what are what are the lingering thoughts that Leia has? What mm-hmm. do Luke and Leia talk about, um, together about this one occasion? Um, and I think that once we see this sort of thing happen with Kylo where he you know, we, we know he feels the pull to the light. He says it in The Force Awakens. Once he returns to the light We'll see our characters dealing with this fact now. And that will probably open up a lot of stories within Lucasfilm that deal with the past and how Leia and Luke dealt with their father. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And then we see a little bit of that in Rebels with Callus. Obviously, Callus isn't True. a main character in Rebels, but he did work for the Empire and actively hunted down the Rebels. And now he's part of their rebellion. And he's an active part mm-hmm. of the Rebellion, but he's still working towards atonement. Um, what I think will be cool is if we did get some kind of, like, again, like it, let's assume that Rey turns to the dark side, right? It'll be interesting to see how audiences react to her potential redemption, since she started out as a quote-unquote good character. Uh, and how you feel about her wanting to come back to the dark side if she does something as atrocious as killing like what if what if Ray kills Luke Skywalker, you know? It's like, would you want Ray to come back from that?
1: Well, wow, you just like. Uh. <laughs> right, I mean, it's the same. <laughs> that like really presents an extreme moral yeah, issue. Yeah, it does for me.
0: because because Kylo was introduced to us as bad, right? And so that's kind of our framework. Mm-hmm. And he killed arguably the most beloved Star Wars character out there, Han Solo. So how do you come back from that and can you come back from that? What I think will be cool is if you do, if you completely turn the whole galaxy upside down and you have Rey who was this epitome of goodness as far as we knew and now she does mm-hmm. something atrocious, is she more worthy of redemption because we saw her as a good person but we didn't see Kylo as a good person?
1: No, of yeah. course not because we know that Kylo, Ben Solo was a good person. But we haven't seen um, that on screen. We ha- exactly, exactly. I mean, but we know it. We we know that the son of Leia and Han was tormented by Snoke his entire life and I don't think that he was a bad kid, you know? Um I but we have to we trust ourselves that that is true because we haven't seen it you're totally right it's just that's really interesting like i hope to god that doesn't (laughs) happen i don't
0: (laughs) either (laughs) like let me just put that out there um (laughs) but it it is interesting like who we would who we would root for for redemption um Mm -hmm. if if it turns out that ray does turn to the dark side uh and that's that's kind of the crazy theory I've always really liked is the idea that they Ray and Kylo switch places and then Kylo is the one who has to help redeem Ray. And it's like in Ray mm-hmm. falling to the dark side is how Kylo kind of came to his senses and realized that this isn't the life he wanted and he's made mistakes, but now he has to make it better and they switch and now he's like, I have to help Ray come to the same
1: conclusion that I did. That we would Because I'm, like, being tormented, and I shouldn't be living this life, and neither should yeah. she. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I mean, I I was tweeting about this the other night, and, like, it sounded kind of dumb, because <laughs> it was late. But, like, I, I kind of want to talk about it here, because I still, I kind of think it's not that dumb. <laughs> so, I, you know that, that line that goes overhead when Kylo is you know, his finger is on top of the trigger of his TIE intercept, whatever, the The phrase. (laughs) ships. Ships. Ships are not (laughs) our strong point. Um, But in the original trailer, when you get the shot of Leia, um, the line above is something like, let the past die, kill it, it's the only way… To to be what you are meant to be meant to be. Yeah, or something like that. Like that's the sentiment behind mm-hmm. it, right? Um I I in terms of redemption, it's it's hard for me to because okay, everything that is the sequel trilogy is everything that we knew about the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy kind of flipped on its head. So we get Kylo being called to the light instead of the dark. The main struggle that we've always seen in Star Wars is our characters who are essentially good being called to the dark, right? It's the temptation. Instead, we get this reversal with Kylo. So I do wonder if that quote, let the past die, refers to him letting the past of killing his father and not being satisfied by that. If that's what it refers to. If he's like, I have to let that go. I have to figure out a way to move past that because that's the only way that I can be who I truly am meant to be, which is not anything to do with the dark side.
0: Yeah, I think that's what's so great about so much of the marketing for The Last Jedi so far is that it could go either way. He could be talking about his past with the light side just as easily as he could be talking about his past of killing Han.
1: I think so too. Like, I think that's my point is that it could be both and we should accept that it could be both because... The way that the marketing has been working towards is obviously been pointing in a very subtle, not-so-subtle way towards redemption, and that line only kind of reinforces that, especially when it's thrown over the images of him struggling to, like, potentially murder his mother, right? Yeah. So it, it does kind of bring to mind that thought that he's struggling to let go of the super unsatisfying thing that he did. Like, he didn't, in The Force Awakens, in the novelization, he didn't feel what he wanted to feel when he killed Han mm-hmm. Solo. He wanted to plunge further into the dark, which is why, in the next scene, we see him, like, pounding his wound, yeah. because he wants to feel that pain, but he can't. He's not really feeling the pain that he wanted to. He Instead, he's just feeling, like, remorse and regret. I don't know. I, I, th- I, I think there's something there. I think there.
0: there is too. And even when you go and listen to... I think that that regret is obvious in Adam Driver's acting in that moment. But even when you listen to Torn Apart, which is the, the concert piece for that moment in the movie, after, after Kylo kills Han, it doesn't segue... Like, you would assume if he had this rush of dark power, the music would articulate that. That it would go right into Kylo Ren's theme. It would be super, like... I can't think of it right now, but it would just segue com- directly into his theme, into his dark side theme. But it doesn't. Um, you definitely get get the the like. There's some of that. Um, I don't know what the musical terms for it would be, but you hear his theme a little bit. But <laughs> it's tragic. It's not triumphant. It's not dark side triumphant. Mm-hmm. It's tragic. And I think again that that kind of goes into what you were saying that it's not it's not what he anticipated happening when he killed Han. Um we are talking a lot about marketing <laughs> right now, so Yeah, so let's let's move okay, on. Okay, yeah, marketing. I was gonna say is there anything else you want to say about the teaser? No. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> Part two. Here we come.
1: Listen, big deal. You got another problem. Women always figure out the truth. Always. Okay, marketing. So Within the past two weeks, we've gotten a international trailer. I don't know if you've watched that, Caitlin. I have not. I don't expect I you not. to. It's okay. It's not that different from the original one. Um, and we've gotten an international poster, which I know you mm-hmm. have seen. Yeah. So let's talk about that versus the poster that we do see in the American market. So that poster, obviously, the international poster, obviously shows Luke on the left side with his blue blue lightsaber yeah
0: that was I was disappointed honestly I was like what (laughs) (laughs) blue it I don't know what to think about it I I feel like I've been so hyped for hashtag ignite the green thank you steel thunders um (laughs) that to see the blue lightsaber completely threw me off
1: so here's the thing like same I was like really amped that, like, potentially we were going to see Luke ignite the lightsaber, hold the lightsaber, something. I, and, like, as a fan, that just is, <laughs> like, a very small thing that's just very exciting, mm-hmm. right? To see Luke Skywalker again with the lightsaber. But we want to see him, like, completely owning it with his green lightsaber. Yes. And I think that also in what we were talking about before, where I think that <laughs> everything that we've seen is, like, literally the first 15 minutes of the film, I, I think that... Probably the last Jedi will end with Luke igniting his green lightsaber, um, and like returning to that Luke that we know. Because right now, him holding that blue lightsaber, like we know, that's Rey's. Rey, the lightsaber called to her, and it's hers if now. If it's
0: that's the thing, if it's the same lightsaber, do we see the hilt?
1: Yeah, okay. it's the same okay. lightsaber. I couldn't remember. And like the, the thing, it's it's hers, and she owns that. And right now. We know everything has been pointing towards that being hers. And because of that, it's like, of course, like maybe when Luke is training Ray or they have some sort of like training montage or whatever. <laughs> wax on, wax off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, darkness. <laughs> um <laughs> he holds that lightsaber. So it's not that implausible, but it was super exciting to see that. It of is course. exciting.
0: But again, if it's just this training montage, why would they put it on a poster?
1: Because that's that so says something. It's what does it say though? Like, the fact is now, okay, so in the US marketing, the poster has Luke at the mm-hmm. top overlooking everyone. Now we have Ray at the top overlooking everyone and Luke and Kylo on the side. So what does it say? Does it put it puts Ray's story in the center and it kind of puts these two characters, Kylo with a red lightsaber and Luke with a blue lightsaber against each other. Yeah. Which they already are. Yeah. To some respect. It's
0: something I was thinking about a lot, I think, initially after Celebration and the first teaser trailer that we got, where it ends with Luke saying it's time for the Jedi to end, and about how Rey, it really, like, The Last Jedi is really going to be about two redemptions. Luke Skywalker, and Kylo Ren's, and Ray is going to play an mm-hmm. integral part in both of that. So I think you're right. This poster does kind of allude to that idea, that she is going to play a major part in both of their journeys. Yeah.
1: It's just interesting to me that the U.S. trailer, not trailer, the U.S. poster would, pl- which, this, uh, this goes to a lot of different points, but would play to Luke being the major focus of this film rather than Rey. And it just it feels like another ploy and call to those original trilogy fans in to bring them into the theater. And like that's fine, but I feel like at this point the entire all the audiences are sold on Rey's story. Like that's a fact, right? And it's it's her story. And that shouldn't really ever be denied, right? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that, like by cent- not centering Rey on a poster, does it mean that they're denying her her own story? Of course not. It's just an interesting marketing tactic that they would do for the international versus. The well, US. it's like before
0: you couldn't have Luke on marketing like that for the Force Awakens, and now you can. So it's like yeah, them. and, and <laughs> the, a
1: big a, a big thing was like. I remember us talking about this like way back in 2015. Like the whole "Where's Luke" thing was a huge marketing ploy mm. of of the Force Awakens. that was actually really fun, and for you, like, maybe it was. <laughs> well, kidding, no, I'm I mean kidding. it was like genuinely yeah. like. Well, we know that we knew that Mark was in the movie, it, but it was like, to what role does he have? And like mm. JJ was in interviews talking about how like. I don't know when you're going to see him. Like it, it, it was a fun game that the marketing was playing, and I wonder what sort of games they're playing with us now. I wonder if we'll mm. get
0: another poster where you have Kylo at the top
1: looming over Luke
0: and Rey because it's like now they've all switched places a little bit, and they're all going like, – because we talk a lot about how this story is about Luke, Ray, and Kylo, more so Ray and Kylo, mm-hmm. honestly. And so I wonder if – we'll get something
1: else that kind of puts kylo front and center. Yeah, we might. I mean, maybe when the Blu-ray or something comes out, I wonder what's mm-hmm. going what poster is going to be on that oh or like those AMC Regal Cinema freebies that they give yeah. out on Saturdays and Sundays, like it's stuff like that that like they haven't revealed to us because those contain major story elements and like character elements that like I I think it's an interesting idea that like they can all be rotating through (laughs) this like threefold process, right? Yeah. As we're slowly learning
0: more about the movie. Which kind of works with how the the video marketing has worked for this movie too. The first it was like the first images we got from The Last Jedi and the teaser two, Kylo was absent from it. You know, and then Mm -hmm. it was suddenly it was like Kylo, it's <laughs> here to stay. Yeah, and then it's right, yeah, and it's right too. And so it's like as they have become more integral to the marketing, we see how their story
1: is going to play a bigger part in the Last Jedi. Completely. Oh so, man, I'm so excited. So interesting. <laughs> I'm like, I just cannot wait to see this movie and then analyze what they were doing to us this entire yeah, time. Yeah, I know, I know.
0: <laughs> Especially now that we have all these episodes to go back
1: on and be like, well, that was stupid. Why did we say that? <laughs> it was so obvious. This is as- <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I know that we're going to have those moments because I, we have those moments now where it's like we look back at The Force Awakens and we're like, how could we ever think that? Um, Even Rogue One too it's like yeah. how could we possibly think Anybody that those think characters that. all exactly exactly how could we think that <laughs> <Still> <laughs> and it's like well we did we well had we hope. did so while there's hope well there, there's still hope what is the line there... <laughs> you're like totally I'm butchering totally. it as long as I we have hope. light there's still a chance <laughs> <laughs> like so wrong
0: <laughs> something about hope and rebellions hope or builds and the light and <laughs> Oh, well, rebellions are built on I know, on hope. I know that line. It's,
1: just, <laughs> it's like all these, you know, the force will be with you, always. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's move on to talking about our theory. I'm theories. super excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Okay. This is part three. And the other day, I remembered that we had a Google Doc that we started. We mentioned this at the top of the show, but um, for, in 2014, right as that... First teaser dropped, and I think we're going to read some of our hilarious reactions. So, Caitlin, do you want to start? So,
0: the Google Doc title is, A Place for Theories and Musings, So that, when we see the movie, we can know and remember if we were right about anything. Like vibes. (laughs) As as you can tell, the theme of this episode is, We just want to know if we were right.
1: (laughs) I mean, there's something so satisfying in fandom about, like, talking about a theory and then seeing it come to fruition. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I I don't think that can be discounted at all. Yeah. Anyway.
0: So, what we we kind of mind-dumped a lot of these theories, (laughs) and some of them are dated, some of them aren't. um, But it starts off with things we know from the 2020, or November 2028, the November 28th, 2014 teaser trailer so what did we know from that trailer charlotte
1: <laughs> triple-bladed lightsaber not necessarily triple-bladed like okay <laughs> <laughs> and we did planets slash terrains tatooine desert naboo waterfalls hoth snow and forest okay like the galaxy is really big caitlin and charlotte like <laughs> we didn't have to <laughs> just literally no space slash stars Oh, Falcon, yeah. Nohan, Luke or Leia, Daisy, John, Adam slash Sith slash evil dude. <laughs> I love how Adam is a Sith or, and an evil dude. It's also funny. Like, we, we, we didn't
0: know their names, yeah, right? Yeah. No, we didn't because they didn't come out until, I think, until 2015.
1: Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, funny. Yeah.
0: What I think is funny, too, is, like, Tatooine, like, easily that could have been Tatooine. We've talked about that before. Um <laughs> Hoth though did not have any forests that we saw, so why we even put that in the dock, I don't know. <laughs> um and also I remember this was a huge thing with the marketing for the Forest Awakens, is there was not any space battles, and everyone was like, Where are all the space battles? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I completely forgot that was mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah. <laughs> but Charlotte and Caitlin of the Past are here to remind you it was
1: a thing. <laughs> Um, Okay, so so further down... (laughs) This is where it gets interesting, guys. Okay, I know that Caitlin wrote this. (laughs) But I'm going to read it, because... (laughs) Okay, this is her her big theory. Luke, Han, and Leia are already all dead (laughs) at the beginning of the movie, and the girl is one of their offspring, fulfilling their mission. The Force died with them and is being reawakened with the girl. What we see of the trio is in flashbacks. Okay, so this isn't necessarily the worst theory ever because it's part of it like it's like maybe like a quarter true right is like the force kind of died, died yeah, off and away. is being reawakened yeah
0: I can't remember if this is I mean I can't remember if we knew the title of the movie yeah asked. I think okay. we did um yeah this was my like favorite conspiracy theory was that and and it, later on in the doc it's ex- it's evolved um this like (laughs) they're already dead theory (laughs) um i still think this would have been a really interesting theory. i'll just head down and see where i wrote about it a little bit more uh let's see where is it luke okay this is from october of 2015 where he said luke has been missing for years and years and years um but luke is dead by the time they get there Han Han returns to Leia to tell her Luke is dead, and that is the hugging moment in the trailer. <laughs> so I, I actually still really think this would have been a, an interesting development because if they made Luke the MacGuffin of The Force Awakens, and they're all chasing him and chasing him and chasing him, and then they get there and find out that he's actually been gone for like years, like this isn't a recent development. Yeah. He's actually been gone, and so the thing they've been chasing this hope isn't there and it's like okay then what does that mean for the next movie because they would have been chasing after luke for him presumably to you know come back into the fight and help the rebellion win um at the time we didn't know it was the resistance but then he wasn't there and it's like oh my god like luke's not here to save us what do we do and then there would have been like some hollow or something of luke skywalker that was like here's what happened to me on
1: this island (laughs) i mean yeah but that didn't, didn't happen. It didn't
0: happen. I I still think it's a cool theory.
1: <laughs> okay, so we also said that Adam slash evil dude because we didn't know his name, um, and girl are related. Good slash evil parallel thing going on. Keep it in the family. <laughs> <laughs> also, still, still could, could be true. true. Like, I know. don't
0: like this theory anymore. Probably I think you wrote this theory. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, because and I think the next one you wrote too. Daisy is Leia's daughter. Who dies or is dead when the movie starts? And her death has pushed Han and Luke apart. The girl starts living/slash training with Luke and is on Tatooine. So you said Leia? Some, Leia died. Some kind of true. Was that what you were thinking? Leia died when the movie started.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's dark.
1: Very dark. <laughs> I feel like it's
0: worse to, and of course. This is before Carrie Fisher passed away, but it would almost be worse to have Leia be the one who had died first in these I films, know. rather than Han or Luke, for that matter. Totally.
1: Um, <laughs> What's funny is that this is still this next one is still a question that you ask.
0: WTF asked. have Luke and company been doing for thirty years? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> cold war-esque situation going on with the empire versus the rebellion um and then april 16th happened and it was just, omg criff and then just a lot of letters and all caps <laughs> um i think this one i wrote too yeah, and Rey is Han and Leia's daughter, but when she is quite young, she is kidnapped/slash lost to space and ends up on Jakku working as a scavenger with no idea as to her true heritage, like Anastasia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, could still be true. Uh, I'm totally could yeah. still be true. We're still referencing the Anastasia yeah. thing. I, in re- especially in regards to. Uh, Adam Driver's comments that I don't really want to dive into because it it's kind of like super spoily, but you Q- know, article. there's a, yeah, there is a potential that Ray could know exactly who she is. Like we don't we don't yeah. know that. We don't know that she That's doesn't know. That's the
0: thing that I keep going back to is why have I never discussed if Ray actually knows who she is and who she's waiting for. We assume she doesn't know, but she could know. Nothing says that she
1: doesn't know. Yeah, and she could be like, I need to get back to Jakku because like I have this mission of, like, self-preservation, I can't necessarily leave at all because this is what I'm meant to do. I, I know who I am and it, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't want to get too <laughs> far into it. Did we read this part? Somehow runs into Finn and they become friends. Finn is definitely having a crisis on which side to be on since he's a stormtrooper. Da, da, da. <laughs> that, that's true. Yeah, but that
0: was true. That Very was true. true. I think that was probably the most obvious thing from the trailers we got of The Force Awakens, but... Hey, we were right. <laughs> um, what makes him Finn, start to question his allegiance to the empire? Though, I think the rebellion is much bi- is a much bigger thing now, more World War Two style instead of American Revolution.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's different now, guys. It's just really yeah. different.
0: <laughs> this is, yeah, because I think we I think what we talked a lot about during this time was that perhaps the force of uh, perhaps the Empire wasn't really vanquished at the end of Return of the Jedi. Like, even though the Death Star blew up, you still had all of these generals and leaders and stuff within the Empire. So, they like, the Empire never actually died away.
1: Yeah. I remember us talking a little bit – I don't want to get too far into this, but I remember us talking a little bit about how the short names of the characters <laughs> were, like, not conducive at all to ship names. <laughs> so we were, like, so try- – we were trying to pair characters with each other. We were, like, this is just not happening. Like – Hashtag Ray Poe. Like that's not like what Hashtag
0: FinPo, <laughs> hashtag bromance.
1: Like it's like not it's it's so hard. Yeah. It, <laughs> to... Yeah, it's hard. I remember I did not like
0: any of the names when they first came out. Yeah. I was I was not a fan. I remember Poe is my least favorite. I was like Poe. Like the panda bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just I did not like it at all.
1: <laughs> it's it's still not my fave. But I've grown to like it because I love the character. Yeah, and Oscar Isaac's face—how could you not? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Obviously, this one is
0: good. Um, Leia and Han
1: are the faces
0: of the rebellion because obviously the Empire is still a thing. Very, very wrong.
1: (laughs) 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 Completely wrong. Okay, so Kylo is also a Skywalker on some level. True. Luke trains Kylo but turns to the dark side. True. theory the current empire not called the empire by the first order is completely separate from the sith the sith just appear in the movie after years of dormancy that's not true
0: (laughs) (laughs) that that is incorrect um and then the rebellion happens but the rebellion is obviously still happening like it never stopped maybe leia is the new mon mothma sending poe on a mission but to what idk
1: Um, the Falcon has been missing for a while. Maybe connected to Rey being separated from her parents. Still could be true. Nope, it yeah. could be, but I don't, I don't think, think it so is either. But
0: the trailer makes it look like they're still fighting the same fight from Return of the Jedi.
1: Just I mean, an observation. They yeah, kind of yeah, are. Yeah, just... That's kind of what Maz yeah. says. So. <laughs> um, room. Okay, so this is what's interesting. The, what has Luke been doing? Being the keeper of the Jedi or the Force, it doesn't look like he's there's a new order or anything like that. Rumor <laughs> has it is that he's encamped out in front of some Sith temple thing. Does that mean that there are no new Jedi? You were supposed to restore the Jedi, Luke. What have you been doing? <laughs> What if he's camped out in front of the Jedi Temple, or we see an, a younger Luke visiting the the ruined Jedi Temple, which we definitely, like, side note, that would, that's we're going to see that. Well, the, yeah.
0: I, I think I was referencing the one on Coruscant.
1: Yeah. Which I
0: would still love to see that. And Force Ghost Yoda tells him the danger of the Sith. He has a total Obi Wan moment while at the Coruscant Jedi Temple. I can feel the sorrows that happened here and the lives that were snuffed out. And learns about the true evil that was his father when we turned. When he turned, uh, this is. I want the,
1: I want. Yeah, this see is still that.
0: something that could happen, and I think will happen in the Last Jedi. Maybe not that we've seen, but we understand that Luke now kind of has a much bigger understanding of the history that has come before
1: him. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so this is our final part because I, I remember writing this mm-hmm. um, and like giving a prediction for the movie. And I think I, I did pretty okay. Finn crash lands on Jakku, has life crisis, meets true. up with Rey. <laughs> yeah. Kylo is looking for Rey because they're connected somehow. Poe, actually true, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Technically. Poe is Leia's prodigy and finds Rey and Finn, and they all go. They all find their way to the Rebellion somehow. Not really true. Not true. I mean,
0: he finds Finn. Kind of true. Finn. The only one he doesn't yeah. find is Rey. But yeah. they do all find their way to the Rebellion. Resistance.
1: Yeah. Luke has been missing for years and years and years. Everyone assumes he's dead, but not Leia and Han, because Leia can still feel him alive. Han goes... Han goes to find Luke because something terrible has happened, and only he can help. And Finn and Rey come along for the adventure. <laughs> I thought so little of those characters. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Yeah. This is, this is like, kind, also kind of yeah, true. Yeah, and Han like, ha-
0: did go looking for Luke for a while. Um, yeah. But he can't finish the mission because he dies.
1: Yeah. Um, and Luke is dead by the time they get there. Not true. Han returns to Leia to tell her Luke is dead. And like you said this before, in the hugging moment in the trailer. Okay, so you clearly wrote that. Yeah, I did. But Han dies, question mark? True. <laughs> Very true. Very then- true. <laughs> Han Han Finn goes into the cave like Luke does with Yoda and meets Ghost Luke who tells him the ways of the Force. Interesting because this was when we were all thinking that with Finn the was the yeah. Jedi.
0: Maybe this oh maybe the scene with Kylo and Finn was an illusion. Like a force vision. Which is something yeah. we still talk a
1: lot about though with Rey's force vision. Completely. Yeah. Okay, so just kind of, like, that's hilarious. I love that we have the document. It's so funny to me to go <laughs> really back on. Me. Because there are things that, like, we we were kind of on the right trail. Yeah. But we didn't get it exactly so right. So
0: what, what rabbit holes did we fall into
1: for The Last Jedi that will end up being correct? Okay, so I want to wrap up this discussion. I think it would be fun to kind of give our plot point summary of what we think The Force Awakens is going to be. You mean The Last Jedi? Oh, God. (laughs) Yes, The Last Jedi. (laughs) The Last Jedi. So do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You can go first. (laughs) Okay. Really rough. Okay. So I think that obviously, because we know this, that the movie's going to open with Ray handing the lightsaber to Luke, Luke taking the lightsaber and questioning it. I used to think that Luke was going to throw the lightsaber into the water, and then Ray was going to have to jump down in there. Um, But I think that after this moment, we're going to cut to Kylo searching for Ray because he's he's like so annoyed and like out for revenge, basically for everything that had happened to him before, and. Somehow, whether he gets to Octo or not, they meet up. I think he does get to Octo. That's kind of my inkling. Um, the next question is like, when do Luke and Rey, or just Rey, when do they leave Octo? How long are they there? And where, where do the Porgs fit into all this? <laughs> um, I think with the Resistance, obviously they have a lot to rebuild because of Hosnian Prime being totally blown up um and they have a new base probably and you know maybe Kylo traces the base and that's the scene that we get when they're the space fight on that I'm guessing medical frigate um <laughs> yes frigate <laughs> <laughs> um and let's see i think that somehow ray either wants to okay so if Kylo doesn't come to Octo, even though I think I have an inkling that he does. I think that Rey will get to either go directly to Kylo to kill him, because I we know that he, she has something, uh, she has, like, a vendetta against him for killing her father figure. Um, so somehow they're going to have a confrontation whether or not that's in Snoke's palace. Th- that could be a total thing, where... Kylo kind of maybe saves Rey from that torture that we see in the teaser and then that sort of exchange happens that um, kind of leads to a sort of redemption and that's kind of as far as I get I don't really know does Luke survive I think he does survive this movie Um, I don't know what happens to Leia I I don't think that that's anyone's best guess Um, and Finn and Rose somehow oh I forgot about Crate. So I also think that the maybe the I think the final battle is on crate or the middle battle <laughs> I don't I know. Okay, some point this is in hard. The movie they go to crates. Well, they do, <laughs> but I just I don't think it's. I obviously oh and Kanto bite. I just don't know. And DJ. Okay. Oh my God, there's so many moving All right. parts. Well, okay,
0: I'm gonna. All stop right. stop you is your what is your I'm theory? Sorry. Yes, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Kylo Ray and Luke in my plot points because you're right. There's a lot. going Okay. On. So I think, like you said, we open on Octo and Ray gives Luke the lightsaber and they have some discussions and eventually start their training. And I think paralleled with this, we see Snoke completing or trying to complete Kylo's training as well. Um, And I think that this is kind of like the weird theory, but I love the idea of Kylo and Ray both meditating and having another shared vision. But now oh, they she... can actually start to communicate with each other. And I think that mm-hmm. I think something happens there. And I think then in the real world, Ray starts to find out about what actually happened to Luke or to Kylo and Luke. Um and then in this like shared vision moment, she asks Kylo, she's like, I know what happened to you. You don't have to be like this anymore. Like, it's okay. Um, And I think she'll be the one to show him compassion. And I think they could, like, hatch a plan together in their, like, shared vision space. (laughs) And (laughs) uh, Ray goes to find Kylo, and that's when she ends up getting tortured by Snoke. Um, That's kind of, like, a crazy out there theory, but I love it. Uh, (laughs) And I I wouldn't be surprised, too, if if Ray does end up being a lot darker than we anticipate and doing some really questionable moral things maybe not turning to the dark side per se but definitely not being this light side person that we think she is and I think we definitely see hints of that throughout the marketing that we've seen so far with some like very aggressive yeah shots shots of
1: her face like and also, I think it was an Entertainment Weekly article, we've s- seen inklings of Daisy and Ryan talking about how Ray, her main mission is to kind of avenge Han Solo's death. Yeah. And I think that that sort of sentiment is pretty rooted in the dark side. Yeah, exactly. So it's like we ha- we have to see how that plays out. Obviously, I think Ray is still a picture of good, and has that inside of her, but I think that she's kind of clouded by these feelings of watching her fa- her father figure die in front yeah, of her. Yeah, but I
0: think what happens is that a lot of that anger is focused on Kylo, but then I think she realizes that it's not actually Kylo, it's Snoke who orchestrated this whole thing, and he's really the problem. Yeah. And yeah, Kylo did awful things and needs to acknowledge that and atone for that, but it was ultimately Snoke who seduced him to the dark side. And so you kind of gotta, you gotta cut off the snake's head. Um, so I think that will happen. Uh, and I think, I think as far as the resistance and the first order are concerned, we'll definitely see a lot of developments. We'll meet DJ on Canto Bite. Um, I hope we see Poe and Finn and Rose like all together doing some fun stuff together. And. Um, I'm curious about where we're going to see BB-8, really, in this film, honestly. Because Part R2 is with Rey, where's BB-8? With Poe. I know, but like, how much are we going to see of Poe? I don't know. I think they've written up his character way I think more. they have, too. Um, there was something else I was going to say, but I can't remember it now. I think Crait will be at the at the beginning of the third act
1: yes that's a good call i think <laughs> so too not quite in the middle th- not quite at the end beginning of the third act <laughs> no i completely agree i don't know where the third act like the fine the finale is going to take place but i think the beginning of the third act is a good yeah. call
0: and so then at the end i think ray and Kyler are going to come together and realize that they have both been manipulated by people and by snoke and that their mission almost like self-discovery will impact the resistance and the first order and kind of bring everything to a head and i think that's going to shock everyone including like finn like when finn finds out that ray is teaming up with kylo he's like Wait, what?
1: Yeah, can you can you imagine what Finn's going to think? Like, after probably having this epic battle with Phasma and, like, kind of letting go of that past of the First mm-hmm. Order, once Rey sees that that happened, I mean, when Finn sees that that happened, like, oh my I god. I think
0: of, what I think of is, do you remember the movie Troy with Brad Pitt? At the yeah. end of the movie, when he's rescuing, what's her face and Perseus, and uh, Paris like sees it, and he like assumes that Achilles is like taking Perseus to kidnap her or something, and he shoots Perseus, mm-hmm. but really they've like fallen in love. And I don't want to get into like Kylo and Ray falling in love, but like that idea that like Kylo and Ray are helping each other, and Finn comes up and is like, "Get away from her," and Ray's like, "No, hold up." <laughs> we like have a mission
1: together now, and Finn's like, "WTF, Ray?" <laughs> and, and and like some insane cliffhanger is going to happen, and we're going to have to wait two years. We'll be right back where <laughs> we started. Uh, so, I found yeah. these theories,
0: uh, see what we end up being right about, and tell us your theories as well. We want to hear them. What's your craziest Last Jedi theory? Give it to us. <laughs>
1: I need to know. Yeah, yeah. At Sky Talkers Pod on Twitter. Okay. Well, I think that's going to wrap up our show. Thank you so much for joining us today. You can follow us on Twitter at Sky Talkers Pod um, and on Instagram at Sky Talkers Podcast. And you can get all of our episodes on our website, skytalkers.com, and on anywhere that you get podcasts. Yes.
0: And just a reminder we are taking a break for Thanksgiving. So there will not be an episode from Sky Talkers until December. Whoa. <laughs> um, but but yeah, we, we have Fulcrum, Fulcrum Files. So it won't be totally silent on the Sky Talkers front. So definitely check out Fulcrum Files and catch up on Rebels if you haven't so far. Um, and yeah, it's. It's it's coming. It's all coming. Um, but thank you so much to everyone who has reviewed us on iTunes. It means so much to us. It really makes our day, and it really helps our show out, too. So if you haven't and would like to, you can head on over to iTunes and review our show. Um, and you can also head on over to Patreon, where we post a lot of stuff for our bonus episodes. And also, we have our Stars of Star Wars series from Skytalkers Machete that We will be finishing soon, so you can head on over to our Patreon, and those episodes are free on our Patreon.
1: Um, And I want to give a big thanks to our patrons, Amy, BJ, Brandon, Chuck, Dean, Emma, Erin, Jim, Kyle, Lynn, Neil, Ryan, Cherie, and Swara. Thank you so much. I can't tell you how much it means to us that you support our show. And I think that's going to wrap it up. Um, May the Force be with you. May the Force be with you.